0: It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com, top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more Fantasy Points. Goal. Chargers. Goal. Franchise-focused podcast here. FantasyPoints.com and the Fantasy Points Podcast. My name is Joe Dolan. We're talking Chargers today with Tom Brawley and Graham Barfield. Unfortunately, our our run of, of podcast is going to end. Uh, 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 Tom and I are going to a wedding. We're both in a wedding. Uh, you might have heard at the end of the last podcast. And uh, uh, Scott and Graham, Graham Barfield and Scott Barrett, are going to handle uh, a few podcasts for next week. But... I mean, I hope you've you've been enjoying uh, everything that we've been doing at FantasyPoints.com dot com with the franchise focus series. I gotta admit, guys, I've loved doing the franchise focus series because I've learned so much. Like yeah. I like there, I've dug up some things about players. where like, man, I really feel like I'm more plugged in now. You know, for doing drafts and makes me re- realize that next year we got to start these things in June. Like, yes. it's only mostly because I'm stressed beyond belief right now. Yeah, but that's the. <laughs> but next year we need to start yeah. them in <laughs> middle June. Of,
1: middle of June is the. Uh, the new start date. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going buffer time before. We all
2: we always do this to ourselves. Where training camp just like sneaks up on all of us, and then we're yeah. like, oh shit, we are really <laughs> halfway
1: do. through this yeah. series, and we got we got training camp. Here, here's here's <laughs>
0: the deal, guys. I'm going to uh, the Dominican Republic next June, and I'm coming back on the 16th of June, which is a Thursday. Let's let's plan on starting to release the franchise focus that june 20th like it that okay. monday we'll, we'll,
1: yeah, like that, that. We'll, we'll pencil it in on the that influencer. that'll
0: that'll be two weeks ahead of time uh, uh from where we were this that'll year be a world so of
1: difference too that will, oh, that will make
0: an absolute world of difference there's not not even close but yeah all right so that's what we're pencil it in we're starting yep. to franchise focus 2022 on june 20th there you go so mark your calendars everybody that's when we'll be talking uh uh, who's first Arizona? That's Arizona? when we'll be
1: talking the Arizona yep.
0: Cardinals next year.
1: Maybe we'll do it backwards next year. Ooh, <laughs> Washington. Maybe we'll have a name by them. No. Nope. Yeah. I
2: they hope they just keep it as the football team. That'd be great.
0: No, <laughs> the, so only, the only reason I don't love that is because of how asymmetrical it is to so yeah. the rest of the league.
2: Yeah, it's also you know, well, like, it's also one letter away from WTF, which is which is also yeah. great. <laughs> but it's, like,
0: it's like you know, in like in um. You, in a uh, MLS MLS soccer yeah like I just think like Portland Timbers sound so out of place like, like they're they they're trying to like do the European style name like FC, EC uh, United and yeah. Philadelphia yeah. Union And Orlando City, which in in many ways is is kind of dumb too, especially Real Salt Lake. That one's pretty dumb. But like, it just, it's weird when like a team's called, like, we're the earthquakes and (laughs) we're playing, and we're playing FC Orlando. And it just sounds weird. That's why it's the only reason I'm like not in love with Washington football. It seems like they're not going to keep it though. They like they, they, they're going to have. could you imagine they build this all up and 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 then they tell their friends we're the team.
1: The team. <laughs> yeah, I, still I'm sure the they'll team. screw it up somehow. Uh, you know, with uh, <laughs> Daniel led, uh, Daniel Snyder led organization. I'm yeah, sure. uh, yeah, that's, that's There's
2: nothing. there no. There's been no safer bet than Dan Snyder. Uh, <laughs> Dan
0: Snyder wrecking <laughs> everything for that. Uh, yeah, says. maybe he's been embarrassed in public enough, but eh, you never know. Uh, all right, guys. L.A. Chargers, Speaking of uh, speaking of teams that have made a lot of mistakes. Yes. <laughs> Namely, moving to L.A. in the first place. But, well, let's let's just say they are on the up and up. Tom, season win total is nine. Negative juice to the over, minus 122. Betters are liking the Chargers this year. AFC West, plus 575. Playoffs, plus 135. So, they're actually a slight underdog to make the playoffs plus 1600 to win the AFC plus 3300 to win the Super Bowl and I would think Tom correct me if I'm wrong that would make them the second best team in the AFC betting markets unless there's a serious uh Aaron Rodgers hedge for the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah, they they're the second betting favorites but yeah, they they got the Chiefs there. They're they're around minus 300 I think we did them earlier this week and I think they are sitting in that minus 300 range. So they're pretty heavy favorites. And that's why it, it is still a plus money price on their playoff odds, because they're going to have to snag one of those, one, one of those, uh, you know, wild cards. And you got a pretty stacked AFC North and yeah. uh, AFC East. So uh, not, not a guarantee that they get one of those playoff spots, but they're certainly a team that's gotten a lot of momentum over the off season. Um, you know, they, they, Kind of nailed it in the draft, getting uh, Rashawn Slater and uh, Asante Samuel and, um, you know, getting Josh Palmer in the third round. And they, you know, really addressed their major weakness uh, on the offensive line, getting Corey Lindsley and Matt Filer. And, uh, they, they had just a lot of good, solid moves. Nothing too splashy, but that that's a, the kind of offseason they needed to have. And, uh, you know, just the, the question is, uh, you know, can this defense perform a little bit better? They, they bring in Brandon Staley, young up and coming coach, to take over for Anthony Lynn, who was, you know, basically a disaster yeah. the last year or two with his in-game decision making and uh, all the all the close games that they, uh, I mean, they ended up blowing. And Tom, just to
0: interrupt, even if they were just bad in close games,
1: Anthony Lynn probably
0: still has a job.
1: Yeah. The funny thing Probably. is, they, they started 1-7, and, and then, of course, in pure Anthony Lynn style, right when it looks like he's, you know, for sure getting fired, they go 4-0 and oh in their one-score games to end last season. They they ripped off a bunch of one-score victories, but... Um, it yeah, was not enough. It was not enough to save his job, but, yeah, they, they've been, uh, you know, that was dating back to the Phillip Rivers, the end of his tenure there, they just it was like they were inventing ways uh, to lose games at, at the end so
0: what was uh, the game where they called a run play at the,
1: what, with no timeout buffalo yeah i, I was against it. buffalo yeah. yeah that was the of yep. the first half that was the, yep. they they had a couple that was two they because they really screwed it up, I believe, at the end of the game, too. It was uh, they did. an epic failure at the end of the first and the second half in that game.
0: It was like one of the funniest end of halves that I've ever seen. And number one was Kirk Cousins kneeling when he meant to spike the ball. Yes. do you remember that yeah. that was eagles? just a total brain fart <laughs> that was, that was like a
1: thursday night game or something yeah and the eagles, eagles
0: were so bad it didn't even matter they still lost that game but i think that yeah. was i think that oh, might was last actually a saturday game. night
1: game because that was like around christmas i remember that, i, that, I like, think it was uh playoffs for them or something
0: it might have been chip's last game yeah. with the eagles uh but like yeah it was oh man that was hilarious but anthony lynn is no longer here but graham the off- I like Brandon Staley. Everything I've been reading about Brandon Staley, it seems like he's in lockstep at the front office. That's always good to see. Joe Lombardi's the offensive coordinator, and you go back and look at his tenure with Detroit, and it was a disaster. Matthew Stafford absolutely hated him. He thought he was a weapons-grade end, And, <laughs> and now, now Lombardi has come back and said, um, I, I made mistakes. What are we expecting to see from this offense, Graham?
2: Yeah, I I did a deep dive on this for the article version of the Chargers, so definitely go check that out. But yeah, Lombardi, you know, he's been a he was with the Saints for you know back starting in 2007. He was you know like an offensive assistant, and he he worked his way up to be the to be Payton's uh, Sean Payton's QB's coach, and then he went to the Lions in 2014 and 2015. And yeah, the Lions went 20 uh, in 2014. They went 11 and five under Jim Caldwell, but there was a lot of underlying problems with that offense. I mean, they, they finished 23rd in points per game, 15 in, uh, 15th in yards per drive. Stafford made the pro Bowl, but, I mean, he wasn't super efficient. I mean, he just had like a league average touchdown rate, league average interception rate. He just didn't have anything close to one of his better seasons. Um, and then the following year, the Lions open up one and six. Their offense completely stutters out of the gates in 2015, and they can everybody. Um, so yeah, def- definitely, a pretty rocky year and a half in Detroit for him. Then he goes back, Lombardi goes back to the saints in 2016 and he's spent every season since as the quarterbacks coach under Sean Payton. So yeah, Lombardi has the right last name and he spent a lot of time with Sean Payton. That being said, I, I have, I- I'm, I don't even know what the word would be. I'm just very cautious. I guess yeah. I would say that like, you know, last year, Shane Steichen did a phenomenal job with Justin Herbert. And I don't know if Lombardi can kind of bring back that same magic. Um, I, I think, I, I you know, the, Tom mentioned the offensive line has improved. That's fantastic. But at the same time, Lombardi is a major, major question mark in this offense. Um, like I said, I, I wrote up all of his, you know, Lombardi's tendencies in – uh, in, in the, in the focus article. So definitely go check those out. But I just think there's, there's a lot of question marks on what this offense is, is going to look like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think Tom, we how are you be, handling oh, yep. Yeah. I think we got to be a little bit worried about Herbert too. I mean, yep. uh, you know, you know, switching offenses here, you know, he played at an unbelievable level, but uh, you yeah, know, Is he going to be able to maintain that, that real high level of play? We saw him, it kind of slipped off a bit towards the end of the season. Um, it's just a, and there was just like, I don't know, like Keenan Allen, his, you know, he was under 10 yards of reception, you know, Hunter Henry had like, yeah, he had a career low, like catch. Re- there was just a bunch of like, and, and, he, and Mike Williams was very inefficient on his targets. There was just a, some underlying stuff that has me, you know, just a little cautious on Herbert. Cause I think well, the, the general consensus is that, you know, Justin Herbert's the next, you know next dan marino basically he's he's yeah. just gonna keep ascending keep ascending and uh you know more often than not i i think whenever we see these rookies have this absolutely spectacular rookie season uh they they tend to take a little bit of a step back and that that, that would be my main concern here and it's probably why i'm, I'm a little bit underweight on him in terms of uh, you know in fantasy drafts this year you know he's going at a pretty hefty price in the seventh round and uh, I, I just uh, just a little bit worried, and, and the cast is you know uh, we lose Hunter Henry there. uh You know, don't really bring in much of a replacement there, so the cast is slightly weaker here going into the season. So I, I just have some concerns here with Justin Herbert in the offense.
2: Yeah, real quick on that note too. I have I, I it's kind of crazy to see Herbert go ahead of Russell Wilson and like Jalen Hurts. Like Justin Herbert doesn't run like. Mm-hmm. Not even close he can, to it though. And I think he, that's
0: why people are, are, are drafting him. He Just, yeah, he just didn't.
2: Yeah, he can. And then you, it comes into the question of like, will Lombardi let him do it? I mean, Herbert is a fantastic athlete, but in the games that Eckler played last year, Herbert was just dumping the ball off, you know? Cause like, that's the thing that these running quarterbacks do. Like Jalen hurts does it. Lamar Jackson does it. It's like whenever they have a chance in the plate, you know, their first, second, third reads, not there or they're facing pressure. They're not really looking to dump the ball off. They run. And I mean, Justin Herbert did not do that last year. He averaged 3.1 rushing attempts per game. That was the same amount as Tannehill. So yeah, like Tom was saying, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of underlying issues. I think that kind of didn't really come to the fray last year for fantasy because the volume was so good for Keenan and Eckler too. Um, But now, yeah, I mean, you're switching OCs. You don't really have a running quarterback and now Herbert's a bit overpriced
0: yeah uh how are you handling Eckler by the way Graham um I know we have him projected lower than than I think consensus I struggle with Eckler I struggle I always struggle when we're lower than consensus on somebody who has the ceiling of an Eckler but what's what's your read on Eckler
2: yeah I mean last year um Eckler averaged more receiving fantasy points per game than Alvin Kamara Uh, and Alvin Kamara led all backs in receiving fantasy points per game um he had basically the same target share as Kamara and Herbert starts too. Uh, but the biggest thing is like, are they going to let him score touchdowns? Cause in those final six games after Eckler came back after that, like nasty hamstring injury, uh, Justin Herbert and Kalen Balaj both led the team. They, they tied for the team lead in goal line carries uh, with five. Eckler only had two, I believe. So I, I think that's the other big question in this offense is like, Hey, is, is Lombardi going to let, Eckler be the goal line linebacker or are they going to give it to Roundtree are they going to be, you know give it to Kelly is Herbert going to have a couple sneaks like I think that's really the biggest thing holding Eckler ceiling back is is the touchdowns
1: yeah and that's going to be a, a kind of a, a little bit of a storyline I'm going to follow in camp because you know if, if he is going to get those goal line opportunities I think you know he has to kind of bolt up into the no doubt uh, first round, you know, one of these first round running backs after, right. you know, especially after we lose Cam Akers, and right. uh, it gets thinned yeah. out a little bit. And um, you know, it's three, you know, he he's maxed out at three, you know, rushing touchdowns in a season here to start his career. But you know, he's had Melvin Gordon in front of him. Uh, Anthony Lynn has liked these bigger backs at the goal line. Does that all change? Do, you know, with Lombardi and Staley, do they they want the more smaller, more elusive back at the goal line and um, it's going to be a very important question because, you know, if he does have, you know, six to eight touchdown upside, uh, you know, in terms of rushing touchdowns, uh, yeah, he, he's kind of a, a top eight back, no doubt. And, you know, maybe even higher than that, if he's going to have that kind of upside, you know, around the goal line.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, the one thing I will say is I, I no coaching staff has yet viewed Eckler as that guy. Now, maybe Lombardi, uh, and maybe he does. Maybe uh, Staley and Lombardi do view him as that guy. But uh, the one thing I will say is in terms of who's the number two guy here, well, Justin Jackson's always produced when he's played. The problem is that he can't stay on the field. It just feels to me, guys, uh, and Graham, you, you – You know Josh Kelly, and and I don't know if you watched Larry Roundtree. It just felt like this was a new staff coming in. Josh Kelly was terrible last year. They drafted Roundtree to kind of be what maybe they thought Josh Kelly was going to be last year.
2: Yeah, I remember watching Kelly for yards created. And this, I mean, he was literally the most like forgettable pack I've watched in the last five or six years. And he turned around and was pretty bad last year. He was like bottom three or four and like all of the efficiency metrics I look into. And um, yeah, I think, I think Kelly's gonna lose his job I think it'll be Roundtree and you know they even you know he lost his job last year with Kalen Blige I think Kelly got a little banged up there but yeah
0: (laughs) I mean if you lose your job to Kalen Blige yeah yeah (laughs) it's
2: it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Roundtree as the two um but that's that's a camp battle we'll have to keep an eye on yeah
0: I I, I remember Cosell watched Roundtree calling him like a no-nonsense back you know like one of those guys you turn the tape on you know exactly what he is and you know there's a spot for him he's just not gonna be a star
2: no, absolutely not. And he's not a volume back. He's just a – he'll be a fine change of pace guy. I mean, he he was Mizzou's like bell cow – not bell cow, but like workhorse back. He handled like almost all of their carries last year. He'll yeah. He's yeah. going to definitely mix in on the goal line and take some of those touchdowns. Uh, from to
1: say, oh, my see, God. That's, that's that kind com- of qualities is like a Kelly. They're just trying to yep. basically upgrade it. Uh, you know, basically essentially basically the impression I got. Yep.
0: yep. Larry Roundtree, by the way, if and when he becomes fantasy relevant, maybe Eckler goes down for a couple weeks or something. It, there will not be, I guarantee you, will not be a player whose name is misspelled oh more on Twitter. No, it's, it's, every time I go <laughs> oh, to type it, point. I have to like, think about it. i got to be like, don't put the D.
2: There's don't no D, D, D yes. there.
0: It's not Roundtree, it's Roundtree. There's no D in there, but oh my god, he is going to be called Roundtree on every radio program, every podcast, on Twitter. Oh man, I'm already looking forward to the mentions. For poor Larry Roundtree, who has probably had to deal with his name being misspelled his entire life. We didn't spell it wrong in the Franchise Focus article up at FantasyPoints.com though. I just did a little quick I was going to, to say, sure I can do cool <laughs> on that
1: got to check make, that I'll, I'll make sure you're not lying there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like we're pretty good, but call us out if, if I miss that on my final edit. Uh, he's Graham Barfield, at Graham Barfield on Twitter, at Tom Brawley on Twitter, at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. That's me. Follow the site on Twitter, at FantasyPTS. Make sure you subscribe to the website this is nut cutting time um, th- this is this is when you start to separate this is when the fish are starting to dive into the best ball waters you want to eat those fish this is the best time to do it everybody i'm hungry joe folks. i'm hungry <laughs> I, I love it man uh, t- tom the fish are uh, I'm, I'm driving up to Pennsylvania tomorrow. It's a ten-hour drive. Whenever my uh, whenever oh, get, my, my wife get Virginia is driving, on the wheel and
1: get a little baseball drafts on the side. Uh, I'm going to be
0: getting some. Tom, you remember when we were driving to Canton a couple years ago? I think you did like three
1: drafts from yeah, the passenger. Bro, I think seat. I did. Yeah, we we just kind of did them together. And I was like, what hey, do you yeah. know, think about this pick here?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> and that was a, a lot faster. of fun.
0: um tom i'll see you uh well we're recording this yeah we're probably out
1: golfing as you listen to this podcast as you listen to
0: this yeah i'll see you we're recording this on wednesday but tom i'll see you tomorrow night uh up in scranton pennsylvania (laughs) grandma yeah uh, yeah you used to live up there i got um,
1: any pa guy for four or five years so uh, i'll go back to my old stomping (laughs) grounds
0: there you go. Uh, Graham, we'll see you whenever we see you. Uh, You'll be with Scott Barrett uh, early next week recording some of the podcasts. I'll be back at some point. Tom and I will be back at some point on the pods. But for now, thanks for listening to us for three weeks. I hope you all enjoyed, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform and come join the roster at fantasypoints.com.